This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM, and today is an indeed, indeed a wonderful day for me because I get to sit with one of Jordan's most prominent artists, somebody who has devoted her life to art, the one and only Rana Sunaiz Rana Ahlan Wasahlan, Fi Barnamaj Arabology. Hi, Ramzi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for having me because we're actually sitting in your beautiful studio in uh, Jordan. How long have you had this studio, Rana? Uh, almost nine years. Now. Yes, and, yes. And was it your idea of establishing a space for you in Jordan or in Amman where you could start or launch your sort of Jordanian part of your career? Well, I came to Jordan 13 years ago with my husband, but we fell in love with, uh, with Jordan. And after he's done, he was done with uh, his career, with his uh, work, we decided to stay. So I always wanted to have a place of my own where I can work and I can do art. And, and, and we should tell our listeners that there is a visual element of this interview that will be available on our YouTube channel. But as we sit here and I look at the wide variety of art around us, art that you've produced, Rana, I guess I'd like to go back to the beginning of your artistic journey. And let's begin with the fact that you are from Damascus, Syria, yes. <laughs> originally Syrian. Yes. And, uh, and, and did the journey begin in Syria and did it begin early? Well, yes. I was born in Syria and studied there but uh, I didn't like what I was studying and I told my parents I want art uh, all my life I wanted to do art so I came from a very artistic family too so my mom loves art and uh, my brothers they're all into art too so I was sent to the States in order to really pursue what my dream is, is about so, art, yes. so was was that to, to pursue an education in like art history or something? It's about painting. Paint. All I wanted to do is just sit and paint. I used to spend hours and hours just painting. Right. And it was, I always visualized myself that I am painting and I'm displaying my art somewhere in galleries. It was always my dream. Ever and since you were a Ever child. since I was a kid, That's yes. amazing. And, and how lucky were you yeah. to have a family that actually encouraged it because sometimes right. in the Middle East, art is seen as secondary, yes. it's not important, yes. but you, and so you have to fight your way to become yes. an artist. True. Your parents did not do that to you, they actually sent you to the States, helped yeah, you get there. Yeah, absolutely. And so where, where did you go, do you remember? I went, you... I went to Los Angeles, I went to Ooh. California. My sister, I had at that time, I had only two sisters living there, and I encouraged them. I said, look, my sisters are there, so let me go too. So they, they really sent me, but it was interrupted because I got married in between. Oh, so you got married while you were in Los Angeles? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. when I was there. And again, you were lucky because the man you married <laughs> turned out to really appreciate your art and to nurture Very much. it. You know, yes. it wasn't the kind yes. of husband that wanted you to sort of abandon this career. Not at all, no. And, and from Los Angeles, the journey really begins and takes us through quite a few countries. Yes. Uh, Rana Sunaish, tell me a few of the many countries you and your husband have been to or you have visited and, and, and lived in, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, because of my husband uh, being an Austrian diplomat, I had the chance to really go from one country to another. In the first country, we were, we were in Cairo. And uh, there in Cairo, I was fascinated by all of this uh, society and the beauty of all different things you see. And uh, I love the Egyptian people. I studied there. I started taking classes there. 
because I wanted in to in Cairo. And uh, I pursued it. I, I went deeper and deeper, and we, we were lucky to go to Romania after that. And uh, in the beginning, Romania was for me like, what? Why Romania? <laughs> but it was I never because say of that your that again. husband, right? Because, because of as my a husband. diplomat. Yes. And so he gets situated for five years in Egypt. Egypt, five followed years. Followed by uh, Romania. Right. And how long in Romania? In Romania, I, I was really impressed of the fine art of Romania in Bucharest uh, because I learned almost everything, art history, everything. It made me really strong in art. And, and, and you actually took classes at the Bucharest National University Absolutely, of Arts, yes, know? yes. For four years I was wow, there and wow. I graduated there. And uh, seeing that, I was growing in art. It was fascinating for me to see different culture, different people. And I'm always fascinated by human beings, how they are and who they are, you know. And, and this is what we see yeah. sitting in your studio. Yes. These captivating faces of people... Yeah. from different walks of life. Right. And I'm about to go in a moment to the portraits of the girls that we see, the, the, <laughs> the girls on the wall, because I right. think their story is so fascinating. Absolutely. But continuing on your journey, Lana, then you went back to Cairo after Romania, correct? After Romania, yeah. I went back, and that was my first mini, mini exhibition. Do you feel that each city added to your artistic Absolutely. journey in some way? It changes my colors. It changes even the moods of how I present anything, any subject that I want to express. I always wanted to speak to the soul of the painting and not not uh, not the painting as such. And then came Italy. Came Italy. Now we're talking. Yes. I think I think I'm seeing a little bit yes. of Italy around right. me. And uh, we're we're in Italy and for It was long? in Rome. It was for four years. And there I was I went to the university and I was fascinated by all the fresco that you see in Rome. Mm. All the old buildings. It, it looked falling apart from the paint, but it's actually painted like that to look really look old and for me I wanted to learn that and I was always impressed of restoration and how the cathedrals and churches are really with their paintings the icons there the statues so it was also part of my dream is to really learn about restoration and antiquities and there I found my my dream there in the university there so in Rome in Rome so I took there and I went and uh, between the diplomatic life and between my artistic life I was in heaven to yeah. say the truth yeah. yes yeah. and then came Vienna which of course we know your husband is Austrian <laughs> so now it was two years in Austria in Austria it was two years and I met through friends a very prominent amazing, famous Michael Fuchs. Mm. For me, Michael Fuchs was the, the master, the leader for my art. He guided me so well. For two years, I was with him in his atelier. And guess what? His atelier is, uh, is the atelier of Egon Schiele. Wow. I don't know. I mean, Egon Schiele is the, the Austrian <laughs> artist. He was the pupil. He was the student of Klimt, Gustav Klimt. No. And no. for me to be in such an environment gave me all the tools, all the power to be inspired by everything what Michael Fuchs had taught me. No. And being there in his atelier, it was just a dream come true. So, yeah. And then I think the next period, although it was short, mm. was very significant because Sri Lanka. Mm. When, once you get to Sri Lanka, 
Yes. It was you were captivated. I, mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, right. but I think it was I landscapes was at that point, yes. wasn't it? Yes. And all this turquoise and the colors are amazing. And everything that you've seen, everything is so, I don't want to say primitive, but it's so pure. Uh, everything let's be the way it is. The nature is out of this world. Yeah. So um, you were painting more landscapes at that yeah, point? Yeah, humans like the, and landscapes. Uh, always, always the portraits. Always, somehow it was... continued to be sort of your trademark. Yeah, it was always the human beings. Even the, the colors that you see in the landscape, I somehow interpret it in the human beings wow. because we are all belong to one thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I hope more people think this way through art and we come now to the uh well the climax of your journey which is um and jordan where we're sitting today so was that the next step after sri right. lanka yes yeah. and this is where we go back to the beginning where you said you've been in amman 13, 13 years 13 years right you've got this beautiful atelier here you've managed to make quite a name for yourself i know you're modest but i have to say it on your behalf <laughs> your name has become synonymous with what true art should be and uh, how did your art change in terms of genre and in terms of what you were trying to represent. Living a nomad's life gave me a big horizon. But coming back to the Middle East and Jordan particularly, Amman, which is very close to Syria, to Damascus, to my birthplace, I felt I have roots here. Somehow this uh, fascinating old city of a man and you see the stones and everything, it has a soul, it mm -hmm. has some, some movement here that it reminds me of my birthplace, Syria. Uh, actually, Damascus, Syria, Damascus, in, yeah, in Syria. And I want especially Wave Day, by the way, yeah. I mean, Wave Day reminds me so much mm -hmm. of Damascus. And I'd like to go back in the, in the last part of the interview to talking about, you know, what's going on in Syria, how that's affecting what you're doing right. in terms of, you know, being a Syrian woman, right. an artist who's living in Jordan and, and how you are sort of informing and helping the, right. the refugees in Syria. But let me say here, when we're talking about Jordan, I mean, I'm reading here <laughs> a list of very notable people. Yeah. That you are uh, blessed to know. Um, how, you know, can you name a few people in Jordan well, that Hamad perhaps? Dura is uh, an amazing. Uh, I mean, he's the father of all all artists here. He's the godfather for all of us. And um, Ammar Hamash, uh, there are many of them. Uh, Said Haddadin. Uh, I met quite uh, pioneers in art here. Yeah. I'm sitting here with the one yes. and only Rana Sunaj. We've been having a wonderful conversation in her atelier right here in Webde in Jordan. When we come back, we're going to conclude the interview by speaking a little bit about what Rana has been doing here in terms of the refugee crisis, the terrible tragedies going on in Syria, and how that has translated into her art. So please stay with us. The Alliance for a Healthier Generation works to address one of the nation's leading public health threats, childhood obesity. Founded in 2005 by the American Heart Association and William J. Clinton Foundation, the Alliance works to positively affect the places that can make a difference to a child's health. Homes, schools, doctor's offices and communities. You can find out how to help by visiting healthiergeneration.org or calling 646-775-9160.
And we are back right here on the Arabology Show with the one and only Rana Sunaish. And uh, as we uh, took a break here, we were looking around in the studio. And really, Rana, one of the things that I noticed and that captivated me the second I went into your atelier here in Jordan is these children, mostly girls, I think, that have these captivating eyes. But you could stare at the picture for quite a while and get layers upon layers. Who are these girls? And what are you trying to say through? Them. Well, Ramzi, those, the girls are the Syrian refugees of the Zatari camp here in Jordan. In early 2012-2013, I, I needed the urge to do something because I have the skills to teach young children. As you know, mm. I give classes, art classes for young kids. Mm. The kids, I connect with them a lot. And I felt like I needed to do something for the kids of my country. And I was astonished of the spirit in Zatari camp with the, the Syrian people there, they're making out of nothing something. And every bungalow that you see, they have a little garden with hmm. uh, vegetables and stuff and the kids are playing. And I wanted to, you know, give something from me to them to say, I'm here and I am, I feel for you. And I wanted to interpret that with the kids, what they have been through. And it was well, my dream, it was my point that I wanted to teach them and whatever they present with paintings is to do an exhibition with, for them. And whatever the sale is, for the sale, we'll go back to them. So the Canadian ambassador, Bruno Sakumani, um, he uh, agreed with me. He liked the idea that I want just to give that back to them. And Ramsey, it was an amazing exhibition. Wow. And I wanted to thank each one of mm. them. And I wanted so ma so badly that some of those kids to take them back with me to Amar <laughs> and give them, uh, keep uh, giving them classes. Some of those kids, their parents went really to Canada because mm. of the ambassador. Wow. wow, So it was an, an amazing, amazing uh, occasion for me. Yeah. And I saw, I saw the people who, the kids, and I interpret there where the idea came for my new exhibition. Right. It was in 2015. And, and that and included... And what these, you see Because yeah. let's talk all, about these yes. two girls. I yeah. mean, just, just because they happen to be so central in your yes. atelier right now. Um, you know, there's uh, the wild hair of one of the girls. Yeah. Uh, she's got the innocence of any child. Yes. But there is something to, tormented in the, in the picture as well. You didn't want to show her as a privileged little princess. No. But to sort of show, show the universality of being a little girl anywhere in the world and what happens to those little girls when they're in these situations are these actual girls or yeah. are they sort of a combination okay. they you, you, actually exist they are and they're a combination of my imagination I interpreted their eyes of how I spoke with them and what they have told me it is an interpretation of their eyes so the sadness in their eyes 
in the fear. Some of them I expressed it more into fear. Some of them had a tear mm. um, uh, holding uh, a butterfly. Wow. Uh, and the butterfly uh, is, is stripes means a prisoner. Mm. So I interpreted all of this uh, through their eyes and their expression in the, yeah. in the, yeah. in the children's faces. So if we are really uh, relating or connecting with that human being, they can explore, they can expand, they can become amazing. And I, I, as a woman, as an artist also, I see a lot of arts into very the dark side of life. Mm. I'm not that. Yeah. I am in the light, light. side of life. Yeah. I always look and I believe in the beauty. Even in the sadness moment, yeah. there is a beauty in it. And that's what I capture. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to capture in that. The sadness, but it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it, it's optimistic. So it, optimistic. It's not pessimistic, it's optimistic, but it comes from a, sort of a tormented background that right. you've sort of transposed into a figure of hope. Yeah. Renaissance with people like you around, uh, <laughs> the world will definitely be a better place. You give us a new sort of sense of optimism and how art can work not only to, to, for, to save lives and to better the world, but also when you take everything from a refugee. You cannot take their art. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're making eternal that's... here. Renaissance <laughs> رمزي طبعا الحياة هي الحضارة بنيت على الفن الحضارة البيزنطية الحضارة الفرعونية الحضارات كلها عموما بالعالم خلقت وانكشفت عن طريق الفن فأنا نصيحتي دايما أنه هالشبيبة الصغيرة ما حدا ما يكون شيء يوقفكم ارسموا بأي شيء بس عبروا عن شعوركم لأنه إذا كان في شيء واحد بداخله شيء بده يطلعه ونحنا كالفن بحد ذاته الفن هو عبارة عن تعبير إنساني قصتنا بتتوارد من من جيل لجيل وهو فعلا هو اللي باقي يعني بحياتنا بعد هي الحياة اللي عايشينا فإذا خلينا شيء من ورانا هذا بيعلقنا بالدنيا يعني بيعلقنا بكل الأمور مثل ما أنا بآمن يعني الحياة ممكن إنه تكون صعبة بالبداية بس أي إشي بتوصله إذا أصريت عليه يعني خليك مصمم أو بتصر عليه أي حلم 
هو بايدنا نحن بس علينا الاختيار انه نختاره مزبوط ونمشي فيه وبيجي وبيجي وبيصير من اماكن غير متوقعه ما بتتوقعيها بتصير يعني هو رانا سونيش بالانجلش اون فرونسي بالانجليزي باي لغه بالعالم مش عارف كيف اشكرك على اللقاء الجميل اللي فعلا يعني ابسطنا and for our listeners in California the last part in Arabic is left to be a mystery now you're going to have to ask an Arabic speaker but certainly Rana was sending us a message of hope for all artists in Jordan in the Middle East and anywhere in the world who are struggling and to keep uh, the vision and to keep the faith thank you thank you